All right. We are the Kaniac Report. And you know what? I have a guest with me tonight. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with the Kaniac Report. I am Sam Driscoll, and I've got Matt Griff here with me tonight. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I'm Griff. I'm from uh, Kaniac Sessions. I'm sure everybody's heard um, Sam and I's collab, uh, a couple of them now, right? Yeah, but, um, we had so fun, we decided we'd do another one in the same week. Yeah, so glad I can join you again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're in a good mood, I'm sure, um, after maybe not being in such a good mood to start tonight, but how are you feeling? Um, Better, uh, relieved. I, uh, you know, that after that uh, second period, just, you know, it was all, you just kind of felt like you, you wanted to just throw your hands in the air and be like, well, you know, hopefully we can get something going at home here, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks, next week, whatever, because I don't know. You just felt like this was a must win. I did. Anyway, I felt like tonight was, you, you had to get two points out of that game. I, I was kind of, I started to resign myself when we were down three to one. I was like, <laughs> You know, if we can get a point and get three out of six, three out of six, I just started telling myself three out of six is better than two out of six. And yeah. it, you know, we, it was three Metro games, right? Philly, New York Rangers, New York Islanders. And I felt like you needed to get half of these points, especially because you're playing two teams that should be below you in the standings and one you're competing with the top spot for. So, right. Fortunately, you didn't get the two from the Rangers, which you probably want more than the two from the Islanders. But two is still, you know, three is better than two for points. Definitely. I just, um, you know, and at the end of the day, it, it it wasn't really a must win, but it just felt like that based upon the start to the season, and then uh, the way the the way the Rangers game kind of shook out, and you just did not want to leave New York empty-handed. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, you wanted to get something out of it, you know. I looked at this going in, you know, if you can split the Rangers and Islanders, you know, win Philly, then beat New York or, you know, the Rangers or the Islanders, you win one of those games and I was going to feel okay coming back to Raleigh against Buffalo. Again, that's a team, another New York team, one you should win. Right. Uh, but um, I guess we'll dive into the game. First period, I felt Carolina was pretty good, but... Noah Dobson beats Auntie Ranta. Um, at that point, I was like, you know, I feel like it's going to be one of those nights because we had been peppering Sorokin, and then Ranta yeah. puts one past him. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it was a bad goal, but, you know, it just started to feel like a night that we were about to get goalied. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. We, I mean, Carolina came out quick. I felt like they got to their game pretty early, um, controlled you know, play for the most part. Um, I mean, the Islanders had their chances, don't get me wrong, but, um, but yeah, Dobson just come in, you know, come in right across, right, right across the front. Uh, D'Angelo got caught. It looked like he kind of got uh, boxed out there as Dobson was kind of skating across. I don't know who it was there standing, you know, at the top of the uh, crease, 
But somebody had D'Angelo boxed out. And by the time D'Angelo was able to get off of that defender, or excuse me, that whoever that was creating that screen right there, as soon as he got off of it, it was too late. Dobson backhanded it right over Ronta uh, for 1-0. So. And that's kind of how the first would end. But, you know, you, you mentioned Tony, and I kind of want to, I guess, go off on a small tangent a little bit real quick. I'm not sure if you've seen the news about D'Angelo. Yeah. Um, I guess Carolina, for those who might not have seen it. I think it may have been tonight. <clears throat> but it looks like Carolina is looking to move a defenseman. And, you know, Griff, you and I talked about this more at length in your episode. So if anyone wants to know our overall thoughts on it, I recommend you go download their episode, their most recent one. But how do you I mean? How do you how do you feel? I guess, you know, you, you signed Tony and now you look to move Tony. You think that's the right move? Do you move someone else or how, how do you feel about that? My thoughts on the my thoughts on the whole Tony thing is, you know. We know it's no secret that Tony is more offensively gifted than defensively, and he's a defenseman. But you can deal with the defensive weakness, I guess, of Tony D'Angelo if he's putting up offense. You know, he kind of makes up for his lack thereof on the defensive side with, you know, offensive contribution. I don't feel like we're really getting that side of him either. Um, and it's just, I mean, recently, I mean, he's had his game. He's had decent games, you know, over the past couple of weeks. He's had some good games. Uh, he started off really rough, in my opinion. But, you know, the mistakes that he makes sometimes are just catastrophic. Tonight, we were able to, able to overcome. I mean, he was responsible for one goal. You know, I mean, he could have stepped up, stick on pucks, something. But, you know, the, I don't want to put all the blame on him because the whole team, you know, there's a there's a reason that Dobson was alone in the slot. But, you know, if somebody else is standing there, if Chatfield's standing there, does that, you know, does, does Dobson get a chance to, to make that backhand? You know, I don't know. But my problem with Tony right now is we're not getting, de- you know, we're not getting good defense and we're not really getting good offense. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, Part of me just wonders, you know, he's in such a different role this time than he was last time, right? He he had a lot more minutes. He had a lot more opportunities. He played with Slavin. He had power play points, you know, five on five points. But at the end of the day, I mean, my concern here is, you know, I mean, fortunately, because of how everything went, you know, Carolina ended up giving up nothing to get Tony. It was just a, they just signed him. Um, I'm not sure if a team's going to take him off our hands for, you know, what would be worth it, you know, to make, you know, whether it makes sense. I I feel in my mind, I think, I I think the defense has played better. I mean, Orloff had a very good game tonight. I didn't hate D'Angelo's game. I honestly thought Slavin had a rough night. Burns Um, had a rough night. Yeah, Burns wasn't exactly all that great either. I've honestly been more concerned with our top pairing than bottom. Because I'm like, I can't expect, you know, D'Angelo to play great defensively if Slavin and Burns aren't even really doing that themselves. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to moving a defenseman. I think it makes sense. You have, in my opinion, you have four, you know, I'm sorry, you have like seven top four defensemen. So, you know, someone's got to go because someone someone needs, they need to play and it's only fair. Yeah, I don't know. uh, 
I mean, I guess you, if you can bring back something, you know, on the offensive side of the house in return for a Tony D'Angelo trade, then do it, I guess. Um, Get you depth. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they feel like they want to sure up some cap space. You know, we talked about it again. You sign Eric Stahl with that cap space. I mean, I'm not sure. There are things they can do. If it's a cap move or a cap dump and then they make a move at the deadline, I'm fine with that too. But um, I mean, I'm, I am for trading a defenseman. I don't know if Tony is the right one to be moved, but I, I, in theory and, you know, practicality, I think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know Friedman reported that, but Carolina has been talking about moving a defenseman for, (laughs) <laughs> what four or five months now so yeah it was before uh, I, yeah so i don't know if that's really a surprise uh more than it is you know tony's name getting thrown out there but you know we'll see i don't know i know there's you know there's got to be talk about the way the team's playing in the front office i mean you know t- they talk about it yeah so um who knows we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how that shakes out i guess yeah for sure well that's enough of our little tangent there about the defense, but it was breaking news and I figured we should discuss it a little bit um, on to the second period. And I mean, that's kind of when things really started to go downhill. You got two goals, one from Simon Holmstrom and then one from all-star Matthew Barzell within the first eight minutes of the second period. And it's three, nothing New York. And at that point you're like, okay, looks like we're going to get goalied. And it looks like the Islanders are just hot. Um, yeah. Frustrating. I mean, how how are you feeling at the point where it was Islanders three, Carolina nothing, and it looked like nothing Carolina was doing was going to get past Sorokin? Yeah, I just kind of looked over. They scored that third goal. I kind of looked over at my wife, and I was like, you know. <laughs> I remember saying to her, like, we got to figure this out. This is not going to work. We, You know. And then... I don't know. I just felt like it was too, you know, too steep of a hill, to be honest. I was like, you know, what the New York Islanders are like the best team in the NHL of locking it down in in the third period. And I remember thinking, like, if we don't get a goal or if if, if we don't end the second period three, two, that might be it. I mean, because, if you know, New York locks it down. It's hard to score. I mean, they're the one of the best at it. I mean, from they really haven't changed much since Barry Trotz was their coach. Right, right. Um, and that's his style. He likes to be. They like they like to lock it down. They're like the New Jersey Devils of the early 2000s. You know, they're going to get two, three, and then they're not going to try and score anymore. They're just going to try and shut you down in the neutral zone. They're going to play the neutral zone trap game. It's boring hockey. But given Mm -hmm. that, in my opinion, their lack of star power, it's one of those things where they have to rely on goaltending and a defensive-minded system in order to win. And it works when you have a goalie like Sorokin. Yeah, but that's not what happened, you know, tonight. I mean, from about after Chatfield scored that goal to make it uh, 3-1, yeah, it was for the rest of the game. I mean, the third period, we were – I mean, it could have, we could have scored five or six goals. I mean, it was just shot after shot, chance after chance. So um, and at that point, you feel like at that point, you really feel like you're about to get goalie. Yeah, right. The Islanders can't get to their game, but Sorokin's like, all right, fellas, 
I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get you guys the two points, but it'd be nice if you helped a little bit. And they helped none. And like you said, Chatfield makes it three to one. So Carolina gets on the board to end the, you know, not even halfway through the game. But at that point, like you said, it's all Carolina. They have all of the momentum to end that second period. And you feel at that point, possibly going into the third, Carolina has a chance. But also we've been here before. They've had a chance going into the third and they give you hope. But before we really discuss that third period, let's get to our sponsors. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before. Like one of their noise-canceling features, which I find is very, very helpful. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their 5-star review Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices 8 times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. No wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of 5-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early... 
Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, we're back to discuss the, the biggest part of the game, which was the third period. I mean, how did you feel going into the third? Did you think Carolina was going to do it? Did you think they were going to get maybe one more and then the Islanders were going to lock it down? What What did you yeah. think? Yeah, I thought there was a chance. I felt good based on the uh, the way they finished the second period. So, you know, I felt like there was a chance. But, you know, again, solving Sorokin is the issue. But if you notice on that Chatfield goal, what, you know, what helped that was net front, right? We got a net front. Was I believe it was Jarvis. Yep. Um, Skated to the front of the net. You know, he not yeah. think someone with that size is going to, you know, do that. But Jarvis gets into those dirty areas. Yeah. And then he turned around and did it again uh, for the Orlov goal. It was Jarvis standing there in front. So, um, you know, when that Orlov goal went in, I think there was about seven and a half, eight minutes left. You know, I, I remember thinking to myself, I think, you know, we can do this. We got a shot here. Um, so, yeah, I thought they could do it. I just, I just knew that we needed to get past the Roken. That was going to be the challenge. Yeah, I mean, Sorokin, Adam Gold said it. And honestly, I, I'm starting to agree. And I honest, honestly, I do agree. Uh, Sorokin's the best goalie in the National Hockey League. Um, on the worst of the three teams with the best goalies in the National Hockey League, right? It's Sorokin, it's Shesterkin, and it's Vasilevsky. If you put, you know, if you put Sorokin on Tampa or put Sorokin on New York, I think they're even that much better. And those guys have two very good goalies themselves. Sorokin fits well with the style of play that the Islanders want to implement tonight. Sorokin is why the Islanders probably didn't lose this game five or six to, you know, one or two, right? I mean, or three, I mean, he, he was very good and Carolina was struggling to do it. But fortunately, like you said, net fund presence gets Carolina within one Dmitry Orlov KK having a season. Yeah. Gets the primary assist. Svechnikov gets a point. He needs to keep, you know, collecting offense. Carolina, now, you know, just just over three minutes later, ties the game. Yes, Barry Kokinyemi on the power play. Carolina's power play has been very good this season. One of their strengths, which is not unusual, which is unusual for this team. Yeah, right, right. Another good pass. I mean, it was a great, perfectly placed shot by KK right, right in you know the crease with Sorokin. Um, at that point, I'm like, okay, looks like Carolina is going to be able to, might be able to pull this one off, because again, it's all Carolina in the third. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I will mention is, yes, Sorokin was good, you know, like you said, but the finishing problem that we know this team. Um, has from time to time. Mm -hmm. I thought really between tonight and um, Thursday night in MSG, I thought that that really showed up. Uh, I felt like tonight there was 
chance after chance that we whiffed on or couldn't complete a, a pass to a wide open skater in the slot or, you know, one comes to mind where Tara Vinen threw one to Ajo as he was coming off that face-off. Um, Tara Vinen throws it over to the post and Ajo is just, you know, his blade goes right over top of the puck mm-hmm. and it was a wide open net. You know, just things like that that, you know, I hope this team can figure out because the chances are there, the offense is there, they just need to finish. And we say that over and over year after year. But we've been saying that since what 2019. Yes. I mean, and I'll yes. and I'll I'll be and I'll be I'll be honest. Look, I, I love I love this team, but something they have not done since they started making the playoffs is go all in. Whether that is a belief that this team couldn't do it, whether it's a cheapness thing on Dundon, whether it's a lack of interest in mortgaging a part of your future for the now. But, I mean, take a look at uh, Tampa. They mortgaged their future for the now. And I promise you, the two Stanley Cups they won, they would do it again if it meant oh, yeah. get another cup. This is the year that this core group of guys it's going to be it for them. Someone of this core will not be here after this season, whether it's Shea or Pesci or Tavo or Jarvis or Natchez. Some right. are more likely to be here than others, like Jarvis is probably. I would be shocked if he is not in Carolina past this season. But you have to take a look at all these guys who are due a pay raise, right? Teravine is having a good start. If he keeps it up, he's going to be there. You know, Natchez is going to want to pay raise, well-deserved at this point. Whether that's with Carolina or not, we'll find out. Um, They have to go all in. And if you're going to move anybody on the back end, that needs to be an, an up, you know, if you're moving someone like a bottom, if you're moving someone like Tony out, it's probably going to be more of a cap dump. You need to have a plan at the deadline. All right, we're we're mortgaging some of the future, whether that's picks and prospects, obviously, other than Nikishin, because he's close, and their plan is to bring him in once Orlov and Burns step aside. Right. But you need to bring in. Got you. you this is the season to go all in. I don't think they can afford to keep doing it because the core is going to look much different. Their window won't close, but there's going to be a retool after the season just due to cap constraints, and which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. I think you owe it to these guys. I mean, don't you agree to, to maybe solve or bring in a finisher or do something that's going to result in maybe at least giving the appearance of we're going all in this season? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, in the meantime, though, this team needs to position themselves to make sure that going all in at the deadline, you know, actually matters. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm-hmm. we got to, I'm literally, I'm really looking for them to start stacking up wins. Uh, you know, they're, I feel like they're home for the entire half of November, the second half of November. So, um, yeah, I agree with everything you say there that this is the year and, and I, you kind of felt like that last year, but. Um, and more I so like this the moves. year. And I mean, I like the moves they made last year. Goss despair made sense. You wanted to upgrade on that on the back end. I mean, Dahan said it was political, and I'm like, dude, no, Goss despair is just better than you. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, dude, you're just a little salty. You didn't get to play, but you know, it's okay. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, what you need from this team 
is like you said, they need to position themselves to win. And I mean, coming up, these next three are probably on the tough-ish side. Buffalo can score at the drop of a hat, but you should be able to take advantage of their goaltending and lack of defense. And then mm-hmm. you have a tough Florida trip. But again, fortunately for you, you know, you got two games in Florida. So you want to make sure you're taking advantage. You want to make sure you're going to stack up some wins. If you can split that Florida trip, I think that's ideal. When at home, split the Florida trip and then really go on a run. When you get home, I think it's like a five, six game homestand. I mean, that's when you got to take advantage of that. And, and, and like you said, pile up points. Right. And limit the Metro teams you place from getting points like Carolina won tonight, right? Great. Great ability to get the puck from New York after they won the first faceoff and really controlled the first probably bit of overtime. But Ajo finishes it for Carolina in overtime. But, I mean, we gave up a point to a Metro team. And and where at the beginning of the season, maybe you can be like, oh, it's not a big deal. There's always going to be a little bit of a log jam at the beginning of the season. But if you go down into March and April, that point might become a might matter right Right. for the islanders maybe they're maybe you're battling with them for a a spot or or maybe they're battling for a spot right they got that point it's you want to limit extra points to the rangers to the islanders to anybody in the metropolitan division where i'm happy for a win not happy we gave a metro team a point tonight yeah yeah i agree but you know given the given the way the game started through you know and then the score at the end of the second period just getting a point out of that is, you know, is a good thing. So I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. We, we'll see him again at least two more times. I don't know how many times we have the Islanders this year. But, um, you know, just some other general thoughts quickly. I thought Ronta was solid uh, yeah. most of the night. I don't really put any of those goals on him. Um, they were all just, you know, grade A high danger chances that, you know, got by him. Otherwise I thought he was solid. I I thought he made a bunch of key saves that really kept Carolina in it, gave him a chance to come back. Uh, so I, I noticed uh trip talking about Ronta's gear. So he was trying out new gear and then he went back to his, uh, his gear that he's used to. Did, did you hear him talking about that? Yeah, I heard him mention it. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with his start or not, but um, just something well, to keep an eye on. I mean, hey, you know, for me, I play goalie a little bit, and, and comfort matters. I had two different pads that I wore. One were more comfortable than the others, and I played a little bit better in those two. Um, I mean, it, you know, if if it works for for Ronta, I am all for it. And hey, if he's comfortable with it and he keeps playing well, I mean, after the third goal went in. I looked over at Sam and I was like, I, I'm not liking the play. Maybe you switch him out. Not because of anything Ronta did as much as a, Hey guys, you're letting him down. Yeah. Put Anderson in and you need to go out there and play in front of him. Um, A lot of times for me, switching of a goalie isn't necessarily saying you're playing bad as much as it's, we need a wake up call for the team. Yeah, and a lot of times, right. sometimes it works for them. I mean, I've seen them do it, and they score a goal or two, and, and they get back in the game. Yeah, for sure. And and that's kind of where I, I felt might be a might be a you know a a necessity there. But um, I mean, I guess my overall thoughts too. You know, Ronta was good. Um, I my my concern is with the Slavin and Burns pairing right now. 
they haven't been very slavenish or burns ish lately. And that flashes. Start, yeah, and and you know, even again, even with Slaven, bad nights for him are still good nights for a lot of defensemen in the National Hockey League. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, that I'm not overly concerned. It's more of the Burns just hasn't been good this season in general yet. And I'm waiting for that to change or else I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start to really call for a, another partner for Slavin on the top pair. I mean, I get well, what do you what do you feel about Burns? I mean, I feel like that's a that's a conversation that might need to be had. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of speculation about, you know, you know, is is he is he on the decline or I'm not ready to write Brent Burns off yet. Um no, no, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I think, I think that every, every defender on this team right now is going through something, you know, chemistry wise, trying to develop chemistry. You know, we've got, you know, Chatfield playing with Shea and then Orlov and D'Angelo. And then next night, D'Angelo's with Shea and Pesci's hurt. And, you know, I, and, you know, I know Slavin and Burns were together last year and that hasn't changed, but, um, I just feel like the team as a whole is just trying to figure it out. They're yeah. trying to exercise some, um, whatever it is and, and work through this. So I'm not, I'm not going to put the blame on any one person, whether it be the goalie the defenseman, a forward, whatever, um, at least through Thanksgiving, you know, if we look, if we look back, right, you know, if we get to Thanksgiving, we look back and it's it's still the same, and nothing's changed, then you know, we can reevaluate and have another conversation. But right now, I'm not ready to say Brent Burns is on the decline. Uh, I'm not ready to say, you know, Orlov's never going to figure this out because he's he started to. So that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. You know, it's a team issue right now in general. You know, who hasn't been all that great. I mean, there's a lot of players that haven't been great yet. There's some that have been awesome. Like KK has been great. Tara Vinan has been great. Jarvis has been great. Mm-hmm. I just think you haven't seen the best from a lot of people yet. And and I'm, it's not like there's a concern that this team isn't going to make a playoffs or anything like that. They're going to be fine. They're going to figure it out. Carolina is still number two in the Metropolitan Division. They have two games in hand, which makes me uneasy. But, you know, they'll figure it out and they'll go on a run. This team is very good, right? Even when they're not on their game entirely, they find ways to win, which is what good teams do. Right. And I will follow that up with this. Brent Burns is 38 years old, right? Yes. Yep. Um, and I'm like, that's how old I am. So <laughs> I could, I, there's no way I could get out there and play hockey. So, um, you know, I, he's not, he's not going to be the player he was five, 10 years ago. Um, but he's still a top defenseman in the NHL and, you know, until, I, until we see it happen, I'm not going to write him off. I think that's fair. Um, Griff, we like to end these episodes with the three stars of the game. I will allow you to go first. Who are your three stars of the game since Carolina hurricanes get the win tonight? Oh man. Put me on the spot here. Um, Let's see. You start. You usually start with th- third star. Yep, third star up to the first. All right. Well, I think my third star is going to be Andrei Svechnikov. 
think he had two assists on the night. I uh, felt like he was throwing his body around, a lot of good hits, a lot of good defensive play. Um, and I, th- I believe they played a, played a, against Barzell and Horvat most of the night. So um, Svetch is my third star. My second star, do you want to do your third star first, or do you want me to just go all the way through You can go all the way through, then I'll go all the way through. Okay, my second star is Sebastian Ajo, uh, game-winning goal. And, again, I thought he was noticeable tonight. I think he's getting there. You know, it's taken him a few games since his injury, but I think he's getting there. So he is my second star, and my first star tonight is, yes, Barry Kokanyami. Um, the tying goal on the power play and assist on the Orlov goal uh, in third period. So KK is my first star. Alrighty. Um, my, my third star is Chatfield. Um, I thought he had a pretty decent game and he got Carolina on the board um, to really, you know, kickstart the comeback. And I, and I value, you know, shifts in momentum. And I think it started that in that area. Um, my, my second star. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll give that to Aho. Um, I really didn't overall. I guess maybe we disagree here. I, I didn't love his game tonight. I thought he's just showing some hesitation again. Not sure if it's maybe he's still fighting something, but. You know, he didn't hesitate when he scored the golden nine. So I think that's a good step, at least for his confidence in case it may have been a confidence issue for him. Um, great goal by Aho. He's my second star. And and my first star is KK. I mean, he's my first star, you know, if you want to go first star of the season so far, he's been so yeah. good. <laughs> and he's been, and he's making everybody, including myself, eat my words that I didn't think he was a second line center. Well, he's making that contract look very, very good. And he is clearly playing like almost the number one center right now. So I have no problems with this game. Well-deserved first star for Yesberry coach Kenyemi. Awesome. Well, Griff, it's fun as always. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. For our listeners, go ahead and tell them once again, where you're, where, where you are, where they can listen to you and, uh, and all that stuff. Yeah. So I am half of Kaniac sessions. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on X, Instagram, Facebook, at Kaniac Sessions. Uh, you can find my personal account on X at M underscore Griff 10. Uh, my co-host, AB, you can find him at AB Kaniac Session. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a listen. Um, and feel free to provide a rating or review or whatever. So, thanks. Well. You can also check us out on any of our services that you 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 all most likely already follow us on, and our links are in our description to this episode. So, Griff, again, thanks. We had fun. Final score, Carolina Hurricanes 4, the New York Islanders 3. The dub. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time. <laughs>